This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. 7.44 on your Thursday morning. We're going to be chatting health with Wendy Christine, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. I read this little uh, something. I'm going to share it with you this morning. We're going to get stuck in it, into it with Wendy. But listen to this. Studies have shown that women use an average of 12 products every day containing collectively 168 different chemicals. Men, we use slightly fewer products, except Reina Tichetti uses maybe more. Uh, we still use up to 85 chemicals on our bodies, gents, and teens, about 17, which expose us to a, a huge array of different chemicals. And my question is, are all of those okay to actually be on our bodies? Wendy Christine from Integrated Health Solution, good morning. These numbers are kind of scary. Surely not all of them are bad for us. Good morning. Good morning, Dad. Um, yes, it is quite scary. We are using a lot more chemicals on our, on our bodies and inside our bodies, and we're exposed to those you know, that we breathe in. But if mm. we think about what we put on our bodies, individuals certainly can contribute to health concerns. Uh, uh, Wendy, we seem to have a bit of a bad okay. line. I'm, we, you, you're disappearing and coming and going, wondering if maybe there's a better spot if you're at home or at the office already that might get us a bit of a better reception while I'm chatting. Um, Wendy can see if she Please. can... You see, is this a bit better for you? Yeah, there we go. We haven't lost you for... We've got all of those words in your whole sentence. Can we take it all the way back to the beginning, Wendy, if you don't mind? We can do, no problem. So um, the chemicals that we are using are obviously can be harmful, and it depends on the individual and how their bodies. Um, uh, react mm. to these chemicals. But obviously we still want to reduce the amount of chemicals that we are exposed to because there's chemicals in the environment, there's chemicals in, in the foods, some of the foods that we're eating. So where we can make reductions, that will be better for us. I think the, the big one here is to know what to reduce. I mean, you're going to go to a, a general lady who enjoys in the morning, you know, there's these different cleansing routines, and I keep an eye on what my wife is doing. I don't understand what half of the things are, but I see she seems very busy. And then it's this for the eyes. Once she's already done all of the routines, it's tough to walk in there and say, you know, these need to change or we need to look at different products. And when you do start, and, and I'm saying this because uh, we've done this in our home, we've explored some of our other options, and they certainly aren't cheap options. There are some natural options you can make yourself, and you couldn't believe it was so easy. But for the rest, you know, they, they don't make it easy on the pocket to try and find things that are truly natural and not containing all these different chemicals. It, it, it can be a challenge. It definitely can be a challenge. I think the, the, the key here is if you're struggling with a particular health concern that won't resolve, consider that it may be the additional chemicals that you're exposed to. Wow. If you, are, if you don't have any health concerns that you're aware of at the, at the moment, still be aware of this because this does play a role, mm. but support your body, try and minimize where you can. As you say, you know, change your house. Okay, Wendy, if you can still hear yeah. us, we've, we've lost you completely. Are you still there? I'm still here. Oh, okay, you are back. Sorry, you were just saying the last, we missed the last thing you said? So change what you can. So if, if, for example, you can change your household cleaning um, chemicals, yes. change those. Because I know for a lady it's very difficult. Most of our products that we're using have got chemicals in them. You can find alternatives, mm. but where you can cut through that in other areas, then the exposure that you have is much less. 
So is there anything in particular that you'd say, look, you'll find this particular chemical in this kind of product, these are best to be avoided or look for a natural option, and if you can live without it, live without it? I mean, are there some real baddies out there? There are some pretty bad ones. Um, at my list, about six at least that I can think of that have a lot of um, toxic chemicals in them. Yeah. And uh, so these would be the ones that I would say, you know, if you can do without this, I would say do without it or find a natural alternative. So what are those? Wendy, can you run through a list? I mean, we might need to, to send everyone to listen to the podcast to catch this. Not everyone might be writing these down, and these are hardly the kind of names that stick in the mind. <laughs> They're these mind benders, tongue yes. twisters. We're looking at perfumes, and in perfumes, for example, you would have toxic chemicals such as benzaldehyde, camphor, ethyl acetate, benzyl acetate, linalool, hmm. acetone, methylene. You know, do we really want to be applying these to our bodies for, sure. for the sake of sm- smelling nice? Um, but they can contribute to symptoms such as dizziness, nausea, throat and eye irritation, skin and lung irritation, um, as well as kidney damage and headaches in some individuals. What? Also, what I've noticed is perfumes can pigment skin. It can cause pigmentation. Uh, you know, so if you notice that your skin is sort of changing or becoming mottled, it can be due to the, the use of the perfume. But it would be the chemical compounds in the perfume that could be doing that. Wow. And, and, and if, something important yes, to think course, about is that chemicals can disrupt the hormonal function. So if, if you're a person that struggles with hormonal imbalances, you might also want to reduce your chemical exposure. This is, a, this is not only uh, quite frightening, <laughs> but we apply these things almost on a daily basis for some individuals and have been for the last 50 years. So it's not, yes. so, so this has been, does this build up? Does this cause some kind of a build up somewhere in an organ somewhere? I mean, what, what are you saying long term here, Wendy? Yes, so it predominantly builds up in the liver. Your liver is your detoxification organ. Um, and if it is not, if you're genetically predisposed to be slower in eliminating toxins from your body, then these things are going to build up and contribute to long-term health issues. And sometimes you don't correlate it to the perfume that you're wearing, yeah. you know, or the mascara that you're putting on every day. We, we don't necessarily make that connection. So that's why the awareness is, is necessary. It could be something that you need to consider if you're struggling with a health concern. And the same can be said, and we've mentioned this in the, in the time that we've been doing this, Wendy, is the same happens for our food. You know, we feel a particular way, we feel unwell, we get ourselves to the doctor and we never once considered the fact that it might be a cleaning product and like we're talking about today, or the food that we're eating. We always assume we've caught a this or there's something else in the air or whatever. We, we actually have so much control over what goes on and in and around us. We actually do have that control. We just don't control it well. Yes. And I think we, we need to be more aware and not mindlessly applying all these things and assuming that it's not that or not even giving a consideration to the fact that it could be the chemicals you're exposed to. But then there's this other side where we say, but surely nobody would make something and sell it on a shelf that's going to be so bad for us. Well, you know, if you think about it, something needs a shelf life. And if it's going to last and if it's going to hold its fragrance or if it's going to keep for a while... It needs to have some form of uh, chemicals to keep it, um, you know, like a perfume, for example. Mm. The smell would fade away very quickly if there wasn't something to hold that fragrance.
So let's let's move on because we've talking about so many things that to do with perfume and, and the body. But you know, what about the things we're spraying to clean surfaces and toilets and floors? Yes. So we would look at cleaning products, um, and many of the cleaning products would uh, contain harmful uh, chemicals. And um, these have things such as lacerates um, and chemical wetting agents. You know, that makes it thick. It makes it. Um, it makes it clean the surface, it, it makes it soapy, mm. um, and those things can obviously be um, problematic. But you can use natural products, and here these, these products don't have to be expensive. Mm. You can use things like baking soda, vinegar, lemon, lemon um, hot water, and that can be very effective in cleaning your home and not having that toxic effect. I've also noticed, though, if you go to a regular supermarket and you go to the cleaning section, more and more and more space is being made available for green products, you know, ones that are safe to use and safe for the whole family and they advertise it as such and you can run through it and see some natural ingredients. I mean, I I think we're moving towards that as well. We're so more aware. Yes. And and so we're already making those shifts in little increments, but we're not necessarily thinking about all the other things. Yeah. That we're exposed to. So I think in the cleaning products, there's definitely been a shift. Um, and there is a lot more available. And the prices are a little bit more um, favorable yes. so that you can choose those. But, you know, if you don't have the budget, you can resort to the baking sodas and the vinegar and the lemon um, juice. So, you know, there are options that you can do. Yeah, but change can be hard for a lot of people. And, <laughs> and then air yes. fresheners. I've always wondered about that. Not only do you spray it, but you end up getting a good lung full of it before you leave the room. Absolutely. Air fresheners are my personal pet hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they are definitely, they, you know, they tend to get stuck in your throat. They, they get, uh, you know, if you're asthmatic, mm. air fresheners can definitely be the worst for you. Um, and the excessive use of air fresheners, especially in unventilated areas. If we think about it, people are using it in a toilet or a bathroom where there's often less ventilation than in other parts of the home. And they release these toxic levels of pollutants. And there's things like ethylene-based glycol ethers um, and a very long word that I can barely say, paradichlorobenzene. Hmm. So those are the things that, again, are stabilizing and um, are, are there to... But they they certainly have negative effects on the body. And natural um, air fresheners are much more um, uh, body friendly. So things like essential oils or using an air purifier, Mm. which you can also drop essential oils into, much more effective, much more pleasant. And they don't have that lingering after smell either. We've uh, we've uh, got time for one quick more, but we know we've got such a long list to get through. Maybe we should even pick up the rest of this next week. Wendy, are you up for it? Because yes, I think this is really because I think this is really important. And if we rush through, I mean, we've only really made it halfway through the list. I think if we rush through this, we're going to be doing you and our listeners a huge injustice because this is really really important. I think it might be in our best interest to maybe pick up the the from cosmetics onwards um, in a week from now. Good idea. I think that is, yes, because I think this is important, and I think that it's important to raise an awareness on this mm. so that people can be um, aware of you know, the things that they're putting onto their bodies and what they're putting into their bodies. You know, I, I, health and wellness are not isolated to diet and exercise. Yes. So we have to incorporate the minimizing of this exposure to our environmental toxins and chemicals. Yeah, I think that's so important. We'll do a part two of this next week. We'll make sure there's part one available for you as a podcast just after the program. So go and check it out at kpulpa.co.za. Wendy, just to wrap this up, I mean, we need to be aware that just because you can buy it on a shelf 
doesn't mean necessarily and immediately that it is good for us. We have to start reading labels. We have to start asking questions and we have to say, this is about me and my family's health and I need to take control of it. Yeah, absolutely. We, we can't just blindly apply and use these um, chemical products and not have um, an idea of what they could potentially be doing to our bodies. Yeah, thanks so much. That's Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. We'll pick up uh, part two of this um, in a week from now. Wendy, appreciate your time so much. Going to have a great day. And thanks for not only being here for us, but all the people that you're going to work with and help today in your practice as well. Thanks so much, Brad. Have a great day too. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.